Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Gag Nation podcast, a podcast about my life's adventure in music, sports, enterprise, and leisure. More facts, more stories, more nostalgia. It's summertime, and we are back to outdoor activities, and that means some live music and rock and roll. However, many bands have not booked tours, and most of the shows coming around town are later in the summer and early fall. So you know what that means? It means... The cover bands and tribute bands are in pole position. In fact, last Saturday afternoon, Scotty and I, with a group of friends, we all got together at Bolts Chica State Beach in Huntington Beach, and we were jamming out to the new wave 80s band, Flashback, Heart Attack. They played some New Order, The Cars, In Excess, Beastie Boys, The Cure, Devo, even worked in a little Tommy Two-Tone. And uh, anyways, they are always awesome, and they frequently play around Orange County, so if you ever get a chance, check them out. Please do so. You will not be disappointed. So lots of love for the cover band, the tribute band, whatever you want to call it. It's nostalgia. It's good times. It's fun with friends. It's the experience of hearing live music. Maybe a little hedonism mixed in. Not sure what your own personal take is on the cover band, but clearly the gag loves them. And you know who else loves the cover band? Scotty. He loves the cover band. He's back on the Gag Nation podcast to give us his opinion. We get into the nostalgia. We talk about good times with friends. What is the tribute band's role in the musical ecosystem? And clearly right now they are filling a major void and it's all we got and we are just eating it up. Plus, we go off on a few rants, a few tangents, but we, like always, we bring it home. So enjoy the next 30 minutes right here on the Gag Nation podcast. But before we get into today's episode, little quick housekeeping. If you aren't already a subscriber to the Gag Nation podcast, do so. Hit the subscribe button and you will be notified when there's a new episode. Leave a review on Apple and Spotify if you care to do so. If you like it, if you don't like it, whatever. Let others know what you think is good or bad. There's a Facebook page, so hit that up and or just text us and tell us what you like and what you don't like. We will really appreciate your feedback. So here we go. Let's talk about the tribute bands. Scotty, welcome back to the Gag Nation podcast. How are you, my man? It's been a while, right? It has been a while, but I'm doing great, Bill. Glad to be back on the Gag Nation. Can't believe summer is almost over, but excited that live music is coming back. It's crazy. Late July already, right? And uh, yeah, live music. There's really a shortage of it right now. Um, But you know what's insane? They just put tickets on sale to shows for next summer. I just saw the Killers with Johnny Marr opening up at the Bank of California Stadium, August 2022. How nuts is that? That is crazy. I mean, that sounds like a great show. But, I, you know, I can't commit to something like that um, for next August. Too many moving parts. And unless it's a must-see, Billy, I'm just going to try to focus on what's ahead in the next 90-plus days. I agree 100%. It's hard enough to plan stuff three months out, 13 months. Hell, at our age. We may not even be alive, my man, but uh, I guess if that's the case, it really doesn't matter if you're dead. Well, it might matter to me. Do you think Teresa's going to be able to find your digital tickets for the shows we have tickets to? <laughs> if you asked her right now, she would say no way. But if I wasn't here and she knew I spent money on it, she would be all over it, dude. And I guarantee it, she would figure it out. No, There is no doubt in my mind. So you're in good hands, my friend. I trust Teresa to get them. I will trust her. <laughs> hey, anyways, we haven't even started the podcast. We're already going off on, 
on tangents, but uh, it's indicative of what's going on right now. There's very limited touring right now. And after 15 months of lockdown, people want to hear live music. You know, uh, you heard in my intro, I was gushing about the cover bands and our experience last Saturday with Flashback Card Heart Attack. We had an army of people there. We had Rob Farrington. We had Ross, Goody, The Crow, The Sam Pats, Piper and Teresa were there. Jimmy, The Cheese. Can we agree that we love live music and cover bands? Are, and they're just an extension of the love for live music that we have. And the vibe of the crowd, that goes with it all, right? Yeah, as I've stated before, I'm a big believer in any live music for people. As I think it's a fantastic way to bring people together. And like all music, brings various levels of emotion to it. And you know, sometimes when I was bored pre-pandemic, I'd just go out on a Wednesday to see a cover band just to see some live music by myself. Yeah, yeah, and pandemic shut that down. We couldn't even see the cover band. But now, you know what? There's a whole musical ecosystem. And like any ecosystem, every component has a role. You remove, you remove the birds, and then the insects overpopulate, and it creates issues, right? So it's the same way in music. Like, you know, if, if there's no live touring going on right now. They're all on pause. The, the cover bands are coming through. They're plugging the gap right there. If they weren't around, we would have zero live music going on. And, uh, you know, basically the cover band's in the pole position right now. But that's a very unique problem. I mean, I think the cover band has been popular for a long time. And it's been building up over the years. The current situation is just taking it to another level. But so what do you think with the cover band's popularity? Like, why so much over the years? And why do people love it so much? Okay, well, first, wow, you're talking about birds and insects. I guess you did pay a little attention in your jet ed classes. I'm pretty impressed, Billy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, cover bands have been around forever, right? So, and many of our favorite bands started as cover bands before they learned to create their own music. I mean, the Stones' whole first album was all covers. And artists like Hendrix, Van Halen, The Pretenders, all their early singles were covers. You so, really got me. Yeah, no, right. And Stop Your Sobbing, another kink song by the Pretenders. But, yeah. uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of bands did covers. Um, and, a, you know, some of the most famous songs were covers for those early bands. But I think what's happened, Billy, in the last 20-some years is as artists have passed, some have stopped touring or broken up. It's created a window for people to play music that's loved but not available to see anymore. I also think economics played a role as some bands have priced out some of their fans and they may have to spend their discretionary income in other ways. Yeah. Well, there's a lot packed in you said, but I, I think it's a much different experience to see a touring band like you too. And uh, rather than seeing Hollywood, you too, I don't think it's a, it's a substitute because it's 20 bucks versus 250 bucks, but I could be wrong. I don't have data to support it, but that's just a hunch. What do you think? Well, I, I agree. I mean, it's not a substitute, but I'll call it a supplement. Kind of like a rock and roll vitamin, Billy. Supplement. So, I like it. You know, <laughs> rock and roll vitamin. <laughs> rock and roll vitamin. It's, it's not a substitute for, for the, the, the true originals that you can still see that are out there. But, you know, the quality of some of these tribute bands is damn good. The, you know, they study the originals. They get their movements down. They do the fashion, which adds to the whole experience. And they really know that people are looking to kind of pick them apart and how close they get to it. And they work really hard to minimize that in their shows. I think that's super important what you said there, because people are kind of looking for like similarities in flaws. And these people in, in, in the tribute bands, they know that, you know, these musicians. And I think they practice a lot. 
and they perfect their craft just like uh, anybody perfects, uh, perfects their craft. But they know that people are going to be looking and looking to basically find flaws in what they're doing. At the end of the day, they're pretty damn good, right? They are. They are very good. A lot of them are very good. Not everyone is good, but the ones that really work at their craft, like well, you said, Billy, the ones good. that are at the top of the ones that are at the top of the game, right? I mean, right. some of them, they're just starting out, maybe not there, but like the big the, the big ones. Like, for example, Hollywood U2. Um, actually, one thing that's pretty cool about them is the Crow and I, we actually saw them at the Santa Fe Spring Swap Meet, which is an, an experience in itself. They did three sets, and they played a bunch of deep songs that there's no way the real U2 is ever going to play. They banged out 11 o'clock TikTok. You should have saw the Crow and I going nuts. We were going crazy. Like, uh, like uh, I can't even explain how crazy we were going, but we were loving it. That's one thing. Right, because they're never going to go back. U2 is never going to go back and play those early songs, right? For a lot of reasons, bands don't want to play the early stuff. They don't feel it's as good. But the, for the fans that love them from the beginning, they want to hear those songs live. Yeah, for sure. And the tribute bands do a lot of that kind of stuff, especially the ones that are focused on an, an individual artist. Have you ever seen the... Um, the the Led Zepp again, um, that singer, he's got the whole Robert Plant vibe down. I have. And, you know, especially after a few cold ones, you it's almost like you're there. You feel it's very authentic and adds to the whole experience. He probably actually sounds better than Robert Plant. He's probably 20 years younger than uh, Robert Plant. And I wouldn't want to say that to Robert Plant's face. But the reality is, if you did a blind taste test, you'd probably say that, right? Even after a couple of brews. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the thing. A, lo a lot of these bands... They'll play the songs that, you know, a lot of these artists can't even play if they are still touring anymore. Or, as in we talked about U2 and some of the other bigger bands, they're not going to go that deep in their sets anymore. I know. And there's, I mean, people have really come to like the cover band and the tribute band. In fact, I just read literally like an hour ago before we dropped, uh, popped on here on the pod that uh, in, in Redondo Beach in October, there's a cover band or a tribute band festival three days three day, days of festival of uh of tribute band scotty that's insane like a coachella for uh for cover bands almost they, they have the whole like you could buy cabanas the whole vip section i don't know if you can meet the band with the vip tickets but they said vip on there so whatever that means i was uh i was impressed i don't know you know what and i and i think as as we're going to talk about you're going to have a good time I don't care what anyone says. You go see a decent cover band, you're going to have a good time. And that would be a good time festival. Oh, we would be all over it. So anyways, like, uh, like everything that we do on the Gag Nation, we like to basically put things in a category so that we can kind of talk about it and kind of put things in a box a little bit. So if you look at the cover bands, there's a whole range of them from the busker outside the local coffee shop to a full-on arena-level production of like a Pink Floyd tribute band. So, you know, when you think about the categories of cover bands, what do you think? How do you, how do you kind of classify them all? Well, I, I think, you know, one classification is the single band or artist. So you see a lot of these. They'll be, like you mentioned, Led Zepp, maybe a pure cover band, Depeche Mode, you know, those bands that you're going to see and they're going to do one band's songs and all maybe the solo artists from those bands but that's what you're going to get when you go see those that's that's one category single band or artist category right so you have that and i, I think within that category there's really two types right there's the one what i call the super tributes right that's the beatles the stones the eagles journey u2 pink floyd 
Elton John, Bowie, like ones that people know. They have huge catalogs of popular songs and people know it. But then there's also this one that I would call like the super niche ones. Like they have, there was one I was mentioning before. Uh, there's a Joy Division cover band. Um, I, I saw a Weezer cover band and stuff like that's not something that would be playing like at the county fair or at the concerts in the park, but something that you and I might go geek out at, at the, uh, the local sports bar or something, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, what you, when you mentioned the super tributes, those are usually the bands that really go all out, right? Like if you see a Beatles or Stones, they got the wigs, they got the outfits. If you see a Pink Floyd, you know, they got all the laser light shows working and stuff. I mean, it's, they really go big because those artists are big. So their shows are usually bigger than what you'd get with a, than a four-man band doing a cover, you know, song. You know yeah, and I, I, and I also think with those guys, too, they're actually making money um, in that. So they, put a little, they invest a little bit more um, into their shows and things like that. When we're doing the Joy Division tribute band, I don't know. I think the guy, I think the guitar player is a dr uh, plumber and uh, the, the singer, you know, he's an art teacher and things like that. And they're just finding a way to scrap together some time to put it together. They're not playing like three times a week, making a living from it. Right, yeah, no one, no one can make a living playing Joy Division songs as a cover band, but but you're right. <laughs> Am I profiling? Am I profiling there? Well, I think it's true, <laughs> but I mean, and they're carrying their own, you know, amps in, and they're probably getting paid in free drinks or something, Billy. You know, they're so just we happy have one, playing the bands. Yeah, so we have one other category that we didn't really talk about, and that's more like the genre or the era, uh, the era focus ones, like oldies or classic rock or eighties or disco or or something like that, or what we had seen this past weekend was flashback heart attack was basically eighties new wave. And they were damn fantastic by the way. Right. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're great. I mean, they, their sound, their singers are great, multiple singers. So they can do a lot of different songs. Um, and again, you know, what's great with those bands too, Billy, like you said, is people that are going are going to see, hear a lot of different bands be played. So yes, that's a whole different category, but just as much fun. Now that we've broken down the different types of tribute bands, Gag Nation, it's time to get into some theories on why we and others love the cover band. Well, for me, Billy, the most common theme is that you love the original artist or the period in a lot of ways that keeps the artist's music alive in a live setting. To me, it's all about you go see cover bands because you love the original artist or you love that period of music if it's a genre yeah, band. I mean, that's the key. Um, I mean, you could sit at home and listen to your favorite Cure album, but isn't it more fun to listen with friends and strangers in a community environment that creates energy and people loving the same songs you do? Well, maybe the Cure is a bad example, Billy, because maybe you want to sit in the dark with your makeup on and your hair spiked up. But for most bands, don't you want to be around other people? Well, I might, I might put my makeup on and spike my hair up, and I'll be if I'm with the Cure guys, it'll be uh, my own community. I might have difficulty getting there through the subway, and then I might get beaten up. But when I get there, I'll be stoked. You know what I'm saying? But uh, brothers, you'll be with your brothers. I'll be with my people for sure. So but to I me, that's I, the biggest thing. No, I think it's right. I mean, people want to be part of a community, part of a thing, commonalities, love and stuff that other people are, are liking. And I don't think it takes away anything from the original artists. In fact, you know, I, I think it helps you drive deeper engagement for the artists. For example, like for you and I, we've seen The Curse like five times. For the Agnation listeners, The Curse is a, is a big uh, Cure cover band. And it hasn't satisfied our need to go see The Cure. Hell no. I mean, I think it makes us want to see the real thing more, right? And they're well, good. Well, yeah. 
I mean, Bill, that's so true. Think about it. When we were seeing the, the curse, that's the night we got inspiration to go see the cure in London in Hyde Park. I mean, we were seeing a cure cover band. We we're going, we got to go to London. Who cares? We're going to make it happen. You know, and, and we did. But I mean, the curse made us want to see the cure that much more that night. And the same thing, you know, when me and you and Jimmy, you know, when we went to go see uh, the Bowie band, I was getting into Bowie deep for like two weeks. I was in deep dive of Bowie mode after seeing the cover band with you and Jimmy. I know, I know, I know. I don't know. I don't understand why people bag on the cover band. I mean, honestly, just take a step back and think about how they're fitting into the ecosystem, the pleasure, the fun, everything that they're bringing to you, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's why we love them. You know, and it also, it, it creates a scene to enjoy a period. Think of it last weekend when we saw a flashback heart attack. You know, there's all people in that period. They're dressed up in the 80s. And the other thing I loved about it is, you know, I'm hanging out. I got to have a great conversation with your buddy, Rob. Um, I always, you know, I talked to O'Crowley. We went deep, as I always do with O'Crowley on music. So we're having a great conversation about songs from that period. And usually there's always some kind of story about what a song means or represents with some shenanigans. Um, did you bring up, and, did, much, did much shots come up when you were talking to O'Crowley? <laughs> no, it, it didn't. But, you know, I, I think there was some things that got brought up that I won't bring up on the Gag Nation. But, you know, it was a great discussion I had with O'Crowley and Rob. And the other thing about it, too. Wait, hold on one second. I do want to clarify for Gag Nation. Mugshots is like a dive bar in Cyprus that, that Scott and I would r- ramble off to occasionally. And O'Crowley would join us occasionally. So that's why I brought up the Mugshots reference. So anybody that's in the Cyprus area, you may know what we're talking about. Anybody else, you're thinking, what the hell is a Mugshots? Well, and when the three of us went there, we usually made up half the crowd. So anyways, um, <laughs> but the... Um, and, you know, I do want to say that I got my first residual on the Gag Nation from Rob because he bought me a Michelada. And so that was nice. That was huge. He bought me one, too. I guess that was my first one, too, as well. Right? Yeah. Our first awesome. payment for the Gag Nation. It was awesome. I, you know, I got a cocktail. What I say about the Michelada is that when the Crow and I, we went and saw the Hollywood U2 at the Santa Fe <laughs> swap meet, the Michelada line, 20 deep. The beer line, three deep, just so you know. Well, that was my first one, and I can't say that I was loving it. Wasn't bad. You know who's a big lover of them? Jimmy. Jimmy loves the Michelada. I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't know. I'll drink it if somebody gets it, gives it, make a conscious choice to get it. But that one that he got was awesome. It was like a super Michelada. It had all kinds of vegetables in it and things like that. It had like a, it came with a sucker and a flower or something. So you looked like you were happening when you had that at the uh, Sea Legs on the beach down there at Bolsa Chica State Beach. Well, and, you know, and when, when he, and he bought it for us, I think, you know, it drives Piper wild because they come up and they said, you know, Rob said, you guys really helped me get through the pandemic with the Gag Nation. And, you know, Piper rolls her eyes. I go, oh, man, these guys are killing me. <laughs> See, we got fans. We got fans, Piper. We got fans. She doesn't want to believe it. She doesn't want to believe anyone would want to listen to us ramble on about music. So the other thing about the cover band is, is like, we can do the Eagles. You can do the Beatles. We even talked about Joy Division um weezer and stuff like that but then you have kind of like the bands that maybe had like one hit i'd say uh like for example flashback heart attack they banged out tommy two-tone there's not going to be a tommy two-tone cover band i just hate to say it so if you want to hear jenny eight six seven five three oh nine jenny i got your number on the wall you got to see the cover band play or if you want to hear the vapors turn in japanese 
You got to see the cover man do it. And you know who does it great? Flashback Heart Attack. And they did it They did it uh, on the beach at both Chica State Beach. And we loved it, didn't we, Scotty? Well, the whole crowd loved it. Everyone was all pumped up, painted love. All the one-hit wonders came out. And, and there, was, there was just a lot of love for those songs. And that's why bands that play for a certain period of time, like the 80s, it's good because, you know, you get, you get those one-hit wonders and people love them. Oh, we were we were we were uh, we were going nuts for for everything. But then they play other stuff too. They do. They banged out uh, uh, New Order, True Faith. They dedicated it to me. They did. They do you even hear them dedicate it to you? I didn't. People told me that they did. I, I three people told me. So I think I, I took a journalism class when I was in college, and they said if if you can verify the source with two people, um, it actually happened, and I verified it with three people. So I think they did. I did. I did hear him say it too. I did hear him call out you for a dedication. So that was good. But also, you know, again, it lets you really explore some of the the artists. And if you don't love the artist and you love the song, you get some of that too. I mean, we're kind of geeking out about it all and uh, and things like that. But like, think about the cover band, like the concerts in the park. If you're kind of older guys like us, I mean, it's a fun time. Like, I've been in a ton of the ones at uh, um, uh, at Cypress um, Cypress concerts in the park pretty good they've had the stones guy the stones the beatles stuff they've had the neil diamond guy they've had the elvis guy i mean it's a it's a it's a good time and uh there's all kinds of things that happen around the cover band you got the stuff at the fair you got this kind of whole cover band festival um that's happening out so i mean i think the cover band it's huge right well it is and he, my buddy chuck he was going to see uh the bowie cover band this saturday up in there you know in the park thing and you know the other thing is they're smart people that program these things you know, they'll put it together. You'll see the Beatles and the Stones together, or you'll see Depeche Mode and The Cure, Van Halen and ACDC. So you get a little variety. You might get two cover bands for the price of one at some of these things, but they stay in that kind of, you know, sphere. You know what I'm saying, Billy? So like Chuck, he's up there like in Santa Clarita or something. They actually get a Bowie cover band up in Santa Clarita? They did. It's a pretty big place Is he up on there. the board? Is he on the uh, board? Uh, I don't I know. Mean, I- I that's kind of cool. That's too show. cool for school. That's too cool for school for uh, um, Santa Clarita, man. I don't know. Is he went? Is a guy glammed out and stuff? The 110 degree heat up there. Well, I didn't get the full review from him yet. I'm sure I will. But uh, but it, like you said, it's great that he was up there, and I bet they drew a pretty good crowd because a lot of people probably, even if they're not huge Bowie fans, they know enough of the hits that hey, it's something to do on a Saturday night in the park, right? Yeah, and I think the other thing is, and you kind of mentioned Saturday, something to do on a Saturday night in the park, but there's other stuff where it's cool, where it really brings people together. You and I have talked a lot about this, where it's like, you know, you, you want to get some people to go see you too. You can do it, but everybody's got, you know, if you're going with a couple, you got it, you're in for 500 bucks, right? And it's, it's a pretty big decision where if you want to kind of see the cover band or something, you can drag some people together. It's not as much of a commitment. You get some more fans. You can get a bigger group of people together, right? You were you have a better chance of asking people to say, you want to go see this cover band, a band they love, or, hey, you want to go see a band that you don't know any songs from, but I'm going to tell you they're really good. I mean, the chance of getting a lot of people, maybe you get more because you're in the music business, but, you know, you know, most people don't go to a lot of shows, so they want to have familiarity with the, the songs they're going to hear at the show. They're not going to want to see. So we got 20 people to see Flashback Heart Attack uh, last Saturday afternoon. You were telling me, Scotty, your friend got 10 plus couples to go see the Pesh Mode cover band. That's what I call a black celebration. But we can barely get people to go see real live bands that people think are kick ass like the Black Crows or X. Um, I mean, it's crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, that, 
because people want to know the song. So I agree. It, it's, it's easier almost to get people to see cover bands at times um, for all the reasons we named um, than the, a live band that's currently still playing. Yep. Yep. I totally, uh, I totally get it. And uh, one thing I think why people want to see cover bands is they got great names. So let's, uh, you agree with me? Yeah, there are a lot of great names. One other point is a lot of these bands that are still playing, there's barely any guys that are still in the original band. They're like a bass player that joined 10 years after and they tour with their name and you look who's in it. And it's like, so they're just like a glorified cover band because they weren't, they didn't create any of the original music. They were just in the band well after their heyday. You know what I'm saying? You're better well, off there, with a cover band. Well, there's there's a few situations where there's two bands touring with the same name. Oh, right, exactly. And it's like you got one has the drummer and one has the bass player. You don't have the guitarist or the singer. And they're it's you a, know it's ridiculous. It's a tie. Right, <laughs> so we both exactly. use the name. So let's go talk see, about go some, see a cover band instead of that. Let's so. go. Let's talk about some of the great names. I'm going to start it out with. Get this one, Bostics. You know what they're into? They play all Boston and all sticks. Bostics. Okay. Uh, you know, I'll name one. Um, I think you'll know this one. Sweet and Tender Hooligans, uh, which is obviously a Smith song. So they play Smiths and Morrissey. Yeah, we love that one, man. We've uh, we've seen them a bunch of times. How about this one? This is very clever. Memory Lane, L-A-Y-N-E. That's an Alice in Chains cover band, a play on the former lead singer Lane Staley and the nostalgia of memory. You get it? Yeah, no, that's a great one. Uh, this is a, one of my favorites, who, who's a very big band out here. Uh, Which One's Pink? Famous line from the song Have a Cigar by Pink Floyd. That's a, yeah. th- that's a great cover band. I've seen them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this one, Strange Love, Depeche Mode tribute band named after one of their big tracks. Was that the, the band that your buddy went and saw? With all I, the think, I think it was. I actually, I think that one was. Yep. Nice. Um, Noise Pollution by ACDC cover band, right? Oh, yeah. Great. Great name. Great name. How about this one? The Iron Maidens, a group of metal uh, women playing Iron Maiden uh, songs. That's a winning formula because Iron Maiden's fan base is like 95% dudes. Yeah. Well, there's another one, uh, the ACDC's. Same thing. All women playing ACDC songs, which, again, is probably again heavily favored on the uh, male side of the audience. And I think if you guys listen to our live album episode, there's a, a female UFO tribute band as well. I don't know what they're called, but they, um, uh, they actually have a couple of members that are also in the, the Iron Maidens. So that's a winning formula. Yeah, no, that's all good. So let's uh, let's get back on track. I don't know. We got off track there. How about this one? This one's not that creative, but it makes sense. Green Today. It's a Green Day cover. Yeah. How about the uh, Petty Breakers? You know, I just want to say I miss Tom, you know, but yeah, yeah. You know, great, great cover bands for uh, Tom Petty out there. I'm going to go on a scale of one to ten, five being average on creativity with that name. I'm going to give him a three. Okay. All right. You like So Petty better than uh, Petty Breakers? I'd give that a six. I'd give that a six. But how about this one? I like this one. Use Your Illusion. That's a Guns N' Roses uh, uh, tribute band named after their follow-up album to the Appetite to Appetite Disruption. To Destruction. You get it? It's a play on a wor- words. Use Your Illusion. Like they think they're the real thing. Yeah. No, I get do you it. Think they, do you think they come on stage two a- hours after they're supposed to? Uh, like when I saw them, they came on at midnight. Um, but yeah, 
and you and you don't have to mansplain that to me either, Billy. I I, I get the reference. It's not for you. It's for the uh, Gang Nation listeners. I think you got a broad demographic. They're they're a very intelligent group, Bill. I think they get that one. How about uh, DSB? Don't stop believing. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Cover band, Journey cover yeah. band, all good. Do you think do do they cover all of Journey, or do they just do Don't Stop Believing like for an hour? I, I think they do a lot of a lot of different Journey songs. All right, how about this one? You and I have seen this band at Spagatini's. Yeah, hot spot in Seal Beach, California. Pretzel Logic, named after Steely Dan's third album. Yeah, we saw him with O'Crowley. That you know, big big fans of Steely Dan. I'm a big fan. So O'Crowley, O'Crowley's out. O'Crowley's been name checked in this podcast. I like know. Seven times. <laughs> it must mean well. You know, he's a musician too. So you know, he he, uh, he loves music. So, yep. Uh, yeah. A great one too. Atomic Punks. You know, Van Halen. Yeah. Early Van Halen. I don't think they do any uh, Van Hagar. I think they do all David Lee Roth stuff. No, I think they're all the early Van Halen type of yeah. stuff. Yeah, 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 that's for sure. I've seen them too, man. They kick butt, man. The guy does uh, um, the singer does the leg kicks. I mean, that was twenty five years ago. I don't know if the guy can get the elevation anymore. They might have to get a new young guy. Well, I, you know, I saw Roth right before the pandemic. That was my last. That's right. Concert. That's right. You saw Roth. You, but I mean, what is he? Sixty four. He was not doing the leg kicks. Let me. He looked a little strained doing the leg. Not that I'm one to say because I was going to do him either, but. Yeah, yeah, that that was my last show before the pandemic. Seeing Roth in Vegas, which you know he really belongs in Vegas. Did he do um? Did he do a dude like a uh, much Van Halen or did he do solo stuff or? No, he he did a ton of Van Halen. He did a ton of Van Halen. Nice. So it was good. Nice. It was good. It was good. It okay. was fun. Okay, we're kind of losing the plots here. So, anyways, dude, we could go on all night about this. There's so many great uh, cover band names, um, and that. But I think the bottom line with all this kind of stuff is is that. These guys that are in these bands, they work hard at it. They do a great job. They're there to entertain, and they do entertain. Give them a shot. Give them out. Go out and see some live music. See a cover band. Tip. Do whatever you got to spend money at the venue, wherever you're at. Buy drinks, whatever it is. Help fund these guys, man. They're keeping us alive at this point. Yeah, I agree, Bill. Just, you know, get, get some friends, like you said. Go see live music. You know, don't get all uppity that they're a cover band. You know what? So what? You're never going to see Bowie ever again in person. Go see a Bowie cover band and love that. You know, enjoy the song, enjoy the friends, enjoy the vibe that comes with it, and enjoy great live music. That's what I'm saying. Amen, brother. As always, good times. Thank you. Anything to add or we're good? Uh, We're all good on my end, Billy. All right. Gag Nation, so here's the deal. The cover band has a very important role in the live music ecosystem. And even though you may have some music snobs and purists that think the cover band is just a second-rate version of the real thing, well, they're missing out. For a wide spectrum of people, the cover band hits the mark. For the casual fan, it's a way to enjoy the live music experience of songs that they love. For enthusiasts, they can overindulge in their favorite bands. Or in some cases when the band doesn't exist anymore, it's really the only way you're ever going to hear these songs in a live performance setting. And for others, it's just a way to bring a community together and share a musical experience. So that's it for this episode. Scotty, thanks for the help and inspiration for this particular episode. And Gag Nation listeners, we have a playlist that uh, that's attached to this episode that's all great cover songs 
that Scotty's actually curated. So you definitely got to check it out. Let us know what you think. Give us your feedback on your experiences with the cover band. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Anyway, we really appreciate you listening. We love you guys and be on the lookout for more episodes coming in the future. Peace. I'm out.